Area 52. The A5 UFO counters of Diana Falkes. Born in the early 20s, in the mid-1960s, typist Diana Falkes would witness two UFO sightings. Each occurred as she drove along the A5 near her home in Shrewsbury, Shropshire, in the United Kingdom. The area of these bizarre and mysterious events on the M5, A5 is only, relatively speaking, a stone's throw away from RSF's Codsworth a site of the most well-known and most credible UFO counters in UK history. The report of Diane Fogies was brought to life in by UFO researcher and author Rick Redford. She was driving on the A5 towards her family from Shrewsbury, 20-year-old Diana Fogels would witness events that were fascinating and outer-worldly. It was around 2 a.m. as she was approaching the Midford Bridge which stretched over River 7. Suddenly the entire area around her lit up. The source of this light grew was a circular object which was almost directly overhead. She watched the object for only a second or two before fear and adrenaline kicked in. She pressed down hard on the accelerator, now in a hurry to reach her destination. To her alarm, a brightly lit object followed her. It remained the same height and distance, but all the while it casually pursued the vehicle. Her vehicle. When she finally arrived home, she ran from the car and alerted her parents. Both her mother and father were, would witness a strange disc-shaped craft from the garden of their home. Craft made no noise of any kind and also glued a pale yellow colour. After thirty minutes, it rapidly began to get smaller and smaller. It, as it did so, it began to change in an orange-red glow till finally it was gone. All three witnesses would assume the object was speeding away from them. Almost exactly two years later, 8 September 1966, Diana would encounter what seemed to be the same craft, and what's more, the encounter would take place almost the same spot as it previously, just prior to midnight, as she neared the same bridge, the glowing round craft appeared in the sky overhead, but this time over, it was much lower on the ground than before. Diana would report that she could see rays of light emulating from the airborne vehicle, she had before, she had before, although somewhat calmer, she continued to her uh, uh, journey home. As it was before, the object followed her, maintaining the same distance throughout, at least initially. Before, after several minutes, a strange creek craft suddenly approached the moving car. As it made its way past the liquid lights from inside, briefly penetrated the vehicle. She described feeling a bump alongside the side of the car while at the same moment feeling sensation like an area of shock and an egg simultaneously a half-hand headlight also went out. The object would back away again and before vanishing, shortly after returning home, Diana would begin to feel very ill for the rest of the evening. The Topek 
visitation incident. In the late 2017, a man of a report of a recent encounter in witness who witnessed to remain anonymous, had recently undergone whole regression to a chilling encounter in the early mornings, one hours, one morning, at a home. The session would reveal both events remarkable and terrifying. It was just after 1am on summer's night at the end of tw- August 27 when both the witness and her husband were welcomed by the sound of the dogs scratching and whining at the door- bedroom door. It was strange it- itself as they placed their outdoor den each night before the couple went to bed. They both got up and had to unlock the back door, took the dogs back outside. Confused at the situation, the couple nevertheless returned to the bed just after 8.30am and shut the door. Only minutes later, the door opened, and a man in cu- married couple t- looked on disbelief. Two strange little creatures entered the room, appeared and float instead of walk. A witness would describe how a feeling of paralysis, being paralysed, came over in an instant. She saw these two entities. She was also aware how the air around them seemed to thicken, and a perceptive perception appeared to go in slow motion. She noticed that one of the strange creatures remained in the hallway, as if guarding entrance to the room. The other continued towards the petrified couple. As she watched it enter the approach, she noticed it seemed to vibrate strangely, slightly. It appeared to go in and out of focus. Its face was completely white, large eyes and protruding brows gave an unsettling appearance. Its neck was too thin for its head and its body. Don a silver grey suit, she also sensed an energy to creature, an energy she didn't understand, but that filled her with dread. The witness would also speak a mind-bending sensation of seeing events from a unusual first-person perspective, while at the same time being the same events unfold from above. She stared down at herself, her husband laying on the bed. Whether this temporary spitting of the perceptives was induced by these strange visitors or his reaction to the strange stress of the situation. It is that through the strange deal offered out of a victim reduction or close external contact. As she looked down, she began to feel discomfort as if the energy from the mysterious visitors were attacking her astral form. She felt herself move outside of the bedroom. And through the roof of the house, she was looking down at the house. She also noticed intense bright light. It looked round and shined like a full moon, but it's a distinct artificial quality to it. When she felt herself being pulled back into the bedroom, into her physical body on the bed, she sat bolt right, now fully awake. The strange creatures were gone, but the bedroom door was wide open. She took her husband and asked if he could remember what happened. He was groggy and unusual and admitted he was off, had no memory, and events described by his, his wife. She oh, looked at the clock, loaded and lasted two, well, only minutes at, at most. It read 4.14am. These were over an hour of time she couldn't account for. Two sightings in particular over Hokuraku Deyo, Japan, sent 
during 1994, was fortunate enough to be captured on camera. First, on 28th of April, at just at over 10 a.m., was captivated by a local student, Narabuyu Asharima. He witnessed a strange object passing overhead and quickly raised his camera. The young student managed to obtain two shots of the craft, although both are partly out of frame. He described the object as Satan's shaped configuration, which is a distinct spiritual, spiritual, cervical, cervical shape, as was thick rings surrounding it. The second incident took place six months later, little after 12 noon on 12th of November 1994. 11-year-old twins, Yakushitsugu and Kakuro Ilio from Oaharo City, were discovering watching the sky from a bright win- black window in their family home. Suddenly, the pair noticed a black disc moving against the bright, bright, Blueness of the sky. One of the boys kept his eyes on the object, following it around and backdrop of blue wherever it went. The others went to retrieve the found camera. When they turned, he pointed it towards the cabins and ca- captured four pictures above the object disappeared high in the clouds. There was also a sighting of them at Misukuyu in July 1973. Firstly, there was the issue of sighting of humanoid entities during the experience. Secondly, the sighting occurred over a large body of water and small detail, perhaps important, is it crops up continuously. Kuyu would give his report to Jakihayu Tashihashi as chairman of the modern space flight. Association. It was a representation of Japan for the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization. During the summer of 1973, well, a student, Kenduyu, worked as a night watchman in a lumber yard on the south coast of the island. The yard itself was dark, a desolated place. The only remains of menacing tail, dark chimneys, and an old warehouse for company. He would conduct his rounds and premise in his car. After each round, he pulled his vehicle back into the parking spot and lit a cigarette. He switched on the radio and turned on attention to the night sky. Then he saw the streak of light straight shot across his line of vision. First, he believed he witnessed a shooting star. Then, however, the object came back into his line of, line of sight. This time, it much controlled. It glowed warm orange colour, moving back and forth across the sky. began to descend, cut through. But a surge of fear rise up inside of him. Glowing objects settles above the roof of the nearby cement factory. Shortly after, green laser-like lights emerged from the north. Then the craft swiftly moved from above the cemetery factory and over the waters in front of Kalu's position. Once over the street, the light the craft's underside was shined down to a shimmering surface. Beyond the light, there appeared to be a glass-like tube. His transparent emperor bridge began to grow slightly. More shockingly to Koyu, it appeared to be drawing water up to the craft itself that continued by several minutes before the tube reacted. retracted. Sorry. The craft simply hovered the sky above the icy waters below. Then, without warning, it headed towards Koyu. 
Its time is listed over its location. The entire area was lit up like it was daylight. Kuru could see the craft with metallic, with smooth surface. It could also make out seems to be windows around the edge of the object. Inside these windows, it could make work out eerie, shadow-like figures that he could later state were too small and deformed to be called shadows of men. After a while, Kuru's hands remained on the steering wheel, foot over the pedal. He would later state, however, that he felt as though he had bound a foot, hand and foot, visible force. Strangest UFO occurrence, not only in Hakko, is but in all Japanese UFO history, is instance that took place in the early spring of 1970. The main witness, a person referred to only as Jean, was according to support involved in a bizarre episode three years previously. During a trip to Jerusalem in 1967, he was working as an executive of a corporation business. He claimed to become possessed by an entity, a Yahweh type force. Though he's, although he's still Gene, he was not fully in control of his decisions. He would spend the next three years travelling to various places around the planet upon the spiritual spirit's command in late 1970. He found himself being making travel arrangements in Japan. Initially he went to Malajayo, but almost as soon as he arrived, he made alternative arrangements and travelled to the point far north of Harakodoyo. Ever since, every day since his arrival, he would climb a local mountain and wait at the summit. He was told that the revenues of his brother, his home log, or the other cycle terrestrial life, and take place there. He would go do this for the more than a week, till eventually a strange craft, like an upright cigar, had featured four motors on each side, glowed a shining metallic colour. Descending near the spot he was sat. After landing, a doorway opened, the door stairs emerged to the ground. Though no destruction came forth, he knew he had to in, was to enter the craft. As he stepped in the craft, he felt the floor move underneath him slightly. He would later... Learn later that the craft was a moving, was that of a living, but think, not thinking matter. This is an interesting detail. Several UFO searches explored the notion that UFO cells are intelligent entities. It's certainly something to consider. He moved forward, a voice announced itself. It was a clear instruction to, to lie in a bed and corner the room. This was received in inventorious of rejection. Intervening in trajectory to protect him from radiation they claimed to be carriers of. He did his request and ultimately his syringe-like device emerged from the wall and carried out the task. Gene watched a rosy liquid enter his arm. Following the procedure, three entities entered the room. Extremely tall, around nine foot tall, around an, an adult, most, each adorned a close-fitting suit, close-fitting suit, where each had a bright, coloured skin of green, yellow and violet. Most bizarrely to Jean, the sparks that escaped in regular interviews and eyes. One of these sparks landed upon Jean and he an instant charge in his demeanour from fright to one of confidence. His three entities would introduce themselves as Jean, Ewing, Langwog and bizarre as it sounds, Jesus and Moses. They state that age is 7,280 years old. Furthermore, they would give Gene five divine powers. He would then leave the craft and wait his instructions.
And the last one. In June 19, in 2010, a report was citing a UFO travelling in zigzag ocean in the skies of Mount Chukachada surface. What perhaps interesting about this sighting is the presence of active volcano. Many volcanoes around the world are hotspots for UFO activity. There are several theories to why this it might be. Some believe in behind the UFO require value to them. Minerals that enter emissions from the Volcanoes themselves. Others believe the UFOs can locate some of the massive tunnel systems inside. Some even go as far as state some mammoth consequences of nature may house alien bases. Most recently, in January, June 2014, a sighting was captured on video near Mount Takarora. The description of the 2010 sighting was eerily familiar to videos that footage on offer.